Well, Father, I haven't killed anyone. I haven't stolen anything. I mean, I didn't commit adultery. I've tried to pray. I mean, I haven't gone to Mass every Sunday, but I love God. I've tried to help people when they need it. More than you probably know, this is a common conversation piece in my life as a priest. Whether it's a man or woman who comes to confession for the first time in many years, or maybe an encounter in an airport or restaurant or somewhere beyond these church doors, if not all, most, or at least some of these sins are brought up. I didn't kill anyone. I haven't stolen anything. I didn't commit adultery. I didn't lie. I haven't defrauded anyone. I'm nice to people. Do these sound familiar? It's the commandments we hear in the gospel today. It's the commandments Jesus himself quotes in the encounter with the rich young man. When asked by the rich young man how to enter eternal life, Jesus quotes some of the Ten Commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Sounds like a conversation I have a lot. But you see, what ends that conversation piece is the line that really gets me. Most people, after they list all the things they haven't done, supposing to excuse themselves from guilt or shame, they say, But Father, I've been a good person. The logic behind their words is this. I mean, as long as I'm a good person, that's okay, right? I mean, as long as I'm a good person, I'll go to heaven. As long as you're a good person, everything will be okay. Not killing anyone, not stealing, not committing adultery, not lying, equals being a good person. But let me ask you something. In the context of hearing our gospel today, what does the rich young man say to Jesus after Jesus quotes the Ten Commandments? He says, Teacher, I... I've done all these things since I was a young kid. I've been doing all this stuff you just told me to do. And so let's ponder something for the moment. That answer was not good enough for the rich young man. He doesn't walk away. He doesn't say, oh, thanks Jesus. Have a good one. See you later. Why? What's underneath that man's response. Why was he not satisfied with what he's already been doing since he was young? I think the rich young man recognized that it wasn't good enough. You see, Jesus was eliciting him to seek him further. He elicits him to really ask, is being a good person good enough? In the rich man's heart, he comes to the conclusion, no, there's something more. There's something more that Jesus wants from us. In other words, the rich young man in one sense says, Jesus, I've done all these things for my youth. I know that these are necessary, but I'm seeking you because there must be something greater. I know that being just a good person is not what I'm called to. 
I know deep within my heart that God has not just settled for me to be a good person. I think the rich man in one sense recognizes that when it comes to this man, Jesus, a good person isn't good enough. A good person is not the fullness of what he has to offer. Because anyone can be a good person, my brothers and sisters. A Muslim, a Jew, even a pagan, someone who does not believe in God. Anyone can be a good person. But rather, there's something more. There's something greater. And I'd like us to go straight to a very, very small detail that Mark gives in his gospel, in this passage, that I think cannot be overlooked. After the rich young man tells Jesus that he's done all these things, this is what Mark tells us. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. It was the glance of the love of Jesus Christ that he loved him so much that he wouldn't allow him to settle for being a good person. The love of God is so strong that he became one of us in the person of Jesus Christ. Why? To tell us that being a good person is not good enough, but rather he wants to enter into a relationship with us. Because being a good person is about following rules. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, rules come secondary. Relationship comes first. When it comes to Christianity, my brothers and sisters, when it comes to Jesus, He wants us to follow Him. And this following Him means more than being a good person. It means this. It means having a deep abiding, and yes, a personal relationship with Him. As Catholic Christians, we cannot shy away from this idea of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We often hear our Protestant brothers and sisters talk about this. It's our vocation as baptized Catholic Christians is to be in a personal relationship with He who gave it all for us. He loved the rich man so much that he called him to something greater, to something more. And let's consider, I think it's rather interesting. So when he says, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replies with the fourth through the tenth commandments. Did you notice that? What commandments did Jesus not speak of? The first three. And what are the first three commandments all about? Loving God. The rich young man understood. He knew it. He knew something was missing. He knew that being a good person, following the fourth of the Ten Commandments, was not good enough, but God had to be at the center. And Jesus says, yes, 
To love God means to follow me because I am God right in front of you. And then we have the moment where the scriptures say, and Mark tells us that his face fell. In other words, he became saddened because God was not yet first in his life. He wasn't the sinner yet. His riches were. You see, he wanted God. He wanted a relationship. But Jesus was saying, I got to be first. I got to be the sinner. Not your riches. Not your wealth. Me. Because that's what it's about. It's about being in a relationship with me. Our brothers and sisters, our Catholic Christian faith is not enough by being a good person. By just going to church on Sunday, not killing anyone, not stealing, not committing adultery, being nice to others, not lying to people. All of these are necessary. But the fullness of the Christian faith is entering into a living, a vital, a deep, and abiding personal relationship with God who made us. And the God who became man to save us. This is Christianity. You know, I, I, I thought about this as I was reading the gospel is if only the rich man would have tasted a few moments of following Jesus as the center of his life. He would have known the joy. He would have known the beauty. He would have known the goodness of selling everything. If only he would have given the relationship a try. My brothers and sisters, being a good person is not what we're called to. We're called to something great. And that grace, greatness is us entering into a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I tell you this, Christianity is nothing less.